Welcome to Who Analyzed Roger Rabbit, the podcast that dissects the film Who Framed Roger Rabbit, one minute at a time, with special guests Kestra and Andrew Dorowski. That's right. This is Who Analyzed Roger Rabbit. I'm coming back at you as Chris Flair, and coming back at you as well is Annie McMullen. Hello, hello. And coming back at you for the third time this week, for the sixth time overall, we have got Andrew and Kestra Dorowski. Hello. As as guests. That's right. Yes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I, I liked that coming back at you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I should really start using that more. I'm trying to like use a little bit of tune lingo, but it's really hard <laughs> to, to find a way to we are here with Minute 45. Minute 45 begins with Eddie and Dolores entering the back room and ends with Roger putting his hand out of the cuffs. You know, this is a lot of this minute, the entire minute takes place in this back room in uh, this uh, gin house or uh, hooch parlor or whatever you want to call it. I did not know there was this many different names for a speakeasy. Yeah. Me either. What What are all the words that he says? Speakeasy, then gin mill, and then hooch parlor. A hooch parlor. <laughs> that is a term I don't think I've heard outside of this. Yeah. Movie. Yeah, that one sounds made up. Hitting the results right now. And uh, the closest thing I get is something called the pooch parlor, <laughs> which is a grooming service yeah. for small dogs. <laughs> all right. So, so they threw in at least one that they like made up just for Roger. Yeah, this is uh, first image that comes up is who framed Roger Rabbit too for uh, okay. Beach Parlor. So, uh, very much a term invented for this movie. So this is, I'm going to show you yeah. around my house. This is the Hooch Parlor. <laughs> this is. <laughs> <laughs> this is the gin mill yeah you can step on over and over here here's the speakeasy like here you go um, just yeah would you, you just grab me this out of the rock gut room real quick <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's uh uh this this minute is actually infamous too um so a couple minutes ago was the one where roger was spitting out water that's a minute they worked on very hard to get a lot of different pieces had to go in to get that minute right. This minute came from an accident of of uh, Bob Hoskins continually bumping his head on that lamp and causing the light to go back and forth, which was a nightmare for the animators who were trying to adjust the shadows with Roger oh. and everybody oh, else. Wow. So this actually got a term, bumping the lamp. Uh, which uh, just refers to, to to this particular minute of something. It just means something that uh, requires a lot of work that the audience is never going to yeah. notice. So and and not appreciate. So was Bob Hop Hoskins trying to do that on purpose? Like he kept doing it on purpose, hitting his head, or, or, or is he really just or is he that really just doing it by accident? It seems like this. It seems like it's an accident that he was doing it, but it it might have just been so funny that this is the take that yeah. that they're going with. Because surely they, they could have like, that up. redone in the take. Yeah, yeah. No, that's yeah. like a, that's a wildly low light. Also, 
with this, like, this goes really well with your discussion of, like, Bob Hoskins or, or like, Eddie being a tune. Like, uh-huh. he's part tune in this. It's like, well, I got to keep hitting my head on the stupid lamp. Yeah. Like, it's funny. Yeah, he had to wait until it was funny to look over and do kind of the double take. Yeah, he, uh... This is the moment where uh, he starts revealing all his thoughts. Before this moment, he was kind of staying silent on what he thought was happening, but now he's saying that he believes that he is a patsy in all of this. Maybe because he... Because he believes Roger is innocent? Because he believes Roger is innocent, because the weasels, who look sketchy beyond all means... um, were looking for Roger and that probably been like, okay, maybe Roger really is innocent. Um, maybe because he's so, being accused of, of mm-hmm. helping Roger. Yeah. So, so like let's unpack where we're at, at at this point in the film. Cause Kestra and I didn't rewatch before, before doing these minutes we watched before we did it the first time. Um, so Eddie gets the pictures, he shows them to Roger Robert gets out Roger gets out of the out of the um out of the studio and then Acme's found dead. Yeah. The next morning. And then Eddie basically goes back to his apartment and finds Roger, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he would have no particular reason to not think that Roger's guilty. Right? Oh, there there's something. In the photo. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Okay. So so then he like looks with the with the with the magnifying glass and he sees the will, and then he's like, okay, something's up. And then it just so happens that Roger is is there, in his in his bed, and so now he's suspecting. Okay, something's up. The will is missing, and. So he he just like he's really probably just like something's up and I don't yeah. know what. And the fact that he was hired to take pictures of Jessica with uh with Marvin Acme to too, to show Roger like... to get Roger angry. Yeah. Yeah. He's like and at he... the very least he feels manipulated. Yeah. And I I think when Roger is in the apartment with him he does make a character judgment on Roger. And there's that moment where Roger's begging him for help. He makes the joke of like, uh, what, they just want the rabbit, but then he does ultimately help him. So it seems like he does think that Rob, that Roger is innocent. Okay. So, so yeah, he has some sort of like compulsion to find the truth. Okay. So yeah, like he's not convinced of what is going on exactly, but he feels like, He's been manipulated and like there's lies going on and, and judge mm-hmm. doom is pretty suspicious because he sent his, his weasels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, he does, uh, he does mention in the next minute uh, a little bit about what he thinks that happens. Uh, now there, I'm sure we're going to get into it, but there's a huge sequence removed uh, from, from, the, the movie that was never filmed. Part of it was filmed, but just of Eddie following around RK Maroon, trying to get more intel on what's happening, following around Jessica. Um, so large part of it gets cut out 
in in Eddie's decision making. But um, yeah, so far he just has a vague idea that um, he was being set up, and he suspects that uh, RK Maroon has something to do with. Okay, him. which is which it seems pretty fair. Yeah, yeah, especially. Like, uh, if Eddie is any judge of character at all, R.K. Maroon is the worst. Mm -hmm. And I also think, like, even if he doesn't have a lot of details, it seems very true to Eddie to be upset that um, he's been manipulated, right? Eddie does not want to be controlled. Like, he does definitely has that vibe. Okay, yeah, that all tracks for for his frustration and, and like, what he's saying in this in this sequence. Yeah. Um, I don't know how they pulled Bob Hoskins across the room. But that <laughs> yeah, one's wild. Yeah, here. that. Yeah, it really is just like kind of that that big mess of uh, of him and Dolores just going and like tipping over boxes because like I'm I'm like watching it over and over and like Roger tips over boxes before anyone else gets there. Like, the boxes scatter, and I don't see any evidence for why, and it feels very specific. And I know that they're, like, animating into the motion that they get in the shot. But this one's, like, really, really good. And, like, well-timed yeah, for, it, like, dragging Bob Hoskins across the room. Yeah, and it definitely seems like it is Bob Hoskins. It doesn't look like a stunt double is... Oh, yeah, there's, yeah. there's no space for a cut there. I thought I genuinely thought that somebody must have been in like the place for Roger and like studied the box as he's sawing. And I went back and I watched and Bob Hoskins is just rattling his arm as he's sawing close to his own wrist. Oh wow. He's just rattling his arm to rattle the box. And then when Roger's supposed to steady it, he's, he holds his arm still to steady the box. And so he's doing all of that work while delivering lines. That's incredible. <laughs> and I don't know how they, and then, and, yeah, wow. And, like, sawing and, like, shuffling his arm so that the box moves. And then somebody's making the handcuff go up and down with Roger stepping in and out. I don't know what's going on there. But, yeah, when I, like, looked, I was like, oh, it's just his arm laid on top of the box. And he's moving it so that it, it rattles the box. It really is. Well, let's find out if someone else thinks this movie is amazing. It's time for everybody's favorite segment. I'm talking about Friday with Nish. It's Friday with Nish. Ooh, what a dish. Tell your mother. Tell your shrink. Tell us, Nish, what do you think? Yeah. This is where we give our friend Nish a call, or he calls us. We're still figuring that out. And we talk about the next three minutes of the movie. Uh, Nish has never seen it before. Let's see what he thinks. Oh, hey, Nish. Oh, hey, Chris. Oh, funny enough, you called. I was just about to call you. I was just about to call. <laughs> you, you beat us to uh, it. But yeah. Oh man, so good to so good to see you, and yeah. Annie. Uh, it's so good to see you, Nish. Yeah. Good. Good thing. Good to see you as well. You have a very old-fashioned sounding phone, by the way. Oh yeah, it's um, it's retro. 
<laughs> Does it have the little, um, you know, the little like cone piece that's on the wire that you hold up and then you hold the other one to your ear? Is it a two-handed operation? Is my okay. question. It doesn't have to be that way, but I put those <laughs> myself. Um, yeah. It's just how you roll. More yeah. mid-century. Yeah. And yeah, I, I think it was earlier than that. Maybe I don't know. You know what? A, a phone is one of those things that you could be like, oh, we've had phones since 1750. And I'd be like, oh, okay. You know, or, uh, or like, no, they didn't get inv invented until like 1955. And I'd be like, okay, like either way, I, I, <laughs> I would, would believe yeah. you. <laughs> well, speaking about old things, we are now talking about minutes 43 through 45 this week. Anish, what do you think? Um, super funny. Super funny minutes, uh, all the good kind of uh, uh, like the classic jokes in an in a action comedy uh, sort of way in those three minutes. Uh, some good one-liners. Uh, I thought it was great, those three minutes. Um, I want to uh, commend you on making a couple accurate predictions from, from last time. Uh, you had predicted that we'd wind up in the bar again, that that's where Eddie was going to bring Roger. And Close, you came, you predicted Roger would wind up in Eddie's pants at some point. Got very close, very close <laughs> there. Uh, very close. Uh, yeah, I, I, I wished for it, not gonna lie, but <laughs> it's- uh, if, anybody, if anybody wants to provide any fan art that, that uh, is gonna make <laughs> Nish's dream of Roger getting in Eddie's pants come true, we'd love to see that. Or just, or, you know, like fanfic too. We would take fanfic. We this would take some light erotica. <laughs> Nobody's, nobody, you know what? There's a serious lack uh, on the internet of, of Bob Hoskins uh, fan fiction erotica. Have, have you checked? <laughs> no, but it feels on brand. <laughs> it feels like, it feels like even though I haven't, I will. I, it mm -hmm. seems like you shouldn't have to check. Like if it existed, <laughs> it should have, it should have popped up in your kind of like life already. Like one or the other. Oh yeah. Like, like Bob Hoskins erotic fanfic comes to you. It yeah, finds it you. You don't find it. Yeah. It was, uh, there were so many good lines. They could have had it with the rabbit in the pants in, in the bar. That's yeah. going to have been like a whole thing they could have done for two minutes, but uh, it could really be like a good running gag, you know, because yeah. he could just have all different tunes in his pants, yeah. um, you know, and then I see Jessica saying a lot of like, is that a rabbit in your pants or are you just happy to see me? And it could be anything, you know, is that baby Herman cigar? Is it, um, I don't know, name any tune in any object. There's just, there's, there's so much blue sky for this. Yeah. Really? Bugs carrot. <laughs> Um, do you think this is a uh, good decision by by Eddie to bring Roger to this uh, to the speakeasy in the bar? I think so. I think he is in a situation that's unprecedented in his life, mm -hmm. and I think he could use he needs a partner to solve it and needs some support, and the only one he could trust is his ex girlfriend. And I think it provides such a good, such a good project to kind of rekindle those feelings from before. That I think, uh, uh, I it's just it's the universe is calling for it. I think. You think maybe this is like similar to uh, to a relationship that's on uh, shaky ground and they have a kid. Um, that's maybe I. 
I yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, or it's a relationship on a shaky ground, and then there is a, a common uh, enemy has come out in in some way. Mm. Uh, for instance, you're in a in a bank on the day of a, of the crisis in a relationship, and then there is a, a bank robbery, and somehow. Mm you do as a couple have the necessary skills to pull together your skill set and uh and then with the you know a factor x like you know some inspiration in the moment are able to save lives of people mm. so in this analogy is roger the bank robber roger is the is, is the is the is the in the hostess situation <laughs> that's uh, people he represents the people that need to be saved uh in the situation itself He's he's the bus passengers in speed. He is the bus passenger in speed. Yeah. I think now I just, yeah, the movie that I'm just describing has already been made. <laughs> uh, do you have any further thoughts on who the bank robber might be then? Who framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah, I'm trying to um I um well all the who was the sheriff and the judge he's still like i don't think he's the main he's not the main conspiracy guy he's just a kind of a hired gun of sorts I think he might be like a, a puppet for he's a hired gun yeah not the main i don't i don't see him as the main um uh, i think i still believe the financial motive of uh, where is the where is the tune land oh where i'm just trying to recollect every everything from my my past predictions it's uh, very close to acme's warehouse so you're right i think that is the motive to frame the rabbit it's just they're trying to throw someone under the bus who is uh it's kind of like you know they want yeah they want to uh, blame it on someone that people will accept as the potential potential killer mm. and the studios could still be involved mm. do you think do you think roger's a believable suspect like if you're framing someone right like you're a criminal mastermind mm -hmm. uh are you like this guy this guy's the perfect patsy for a violent murder i think so because yeah. he's not able to he's so even in this tough situation he's doing all kinds of pranks and stupid stuff like his he's just you know he's a he's an actor he's a performer he's not doesn't know everything else about life and how to go about it and uh uh and uh, i think yeah he's just having you, you think he just he just lost control like that yeah, he just don't have mm -hmm. yeah the other life skills i think he's not he's not thinking about the risks that he's in yeah. uh and he's still goofing around And I think I think that if you wear red raver overalls you have to assume people are going to think you could easily murder somebody just like you know in a moment like without maybe you didn't mean to maybe you regretted it immediately after but like it's fully in the realm of possibility that you just like well, accidentally murdered somebody yeah yeah uh, i would that's that's what's happening i think that's <laughs> I think that's a factor.
I'm also very dumb. And I realized that she, she did say, Eddie, is there a rabbit in your pocket? Are you just happy to see me? I was like, they should add that line to the movie. <laughs> no, I think the line would have been uh, a rabbit in the pants. Yeah. <laughs> which would, uh, which would well, make it. In that moment, uh, Roger is in the shape of a boner. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bigger boner than you would expect from Eddie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, anybody who has a an anthropomorphic rabbit-sized boner, <laughs> it's it's going to be a shock. <laughs> Nobody, there's no guy you see, and you're like, you know, I bet that guy, I bet that guy, he has a boner the shape of a of a human rabbit mm. hybrid. Yeah, that's a that's a freak show. <laughs> when you write that into the Bob Hoskins fanfic. <laughs> So uh, any prediction for the next three minutes? So he's at a bar. Uh, they are basically free at this point. I think next three minutes would be like, they're figuring out kind of like investigating within that room, like what is going on really? Like who's, uh, who's doing it? Uh, and all three of them are gonna I think they're gonna come up with an idea of what is potentially going on mm. in the next three minutes. You and think Eddie's Eddie, Eddie and next... Roger are gonna come up with like a theory? Yeah, there will be a lot of the theorizing is happening in the next next three minutes. Uh, I would also say that given where we are at right now, the theory that they will come up with, they will follow it, but that's not gonna be the real thing, mm. whatever they come up with. There will be a, but they've, it will lead them to finally discovering. There is a moment of discovery that will happen. What is that? That's a, it's a fish, right? It's yeah. a herring, red herring. Oh, it's not a, it's not like a purple salmon or something. <laughs> if it's correct, what would it be? Ooh, what's a fish that just feels, feels like he knows what's going on? What's a, uh, what, uh, what's a, a wise fish? fish? A <laughs> what? Fish. Um, Did you say a minnow? In, in the no. Oh, the fish yeah. is in the know of things. It's not. <laughs> it's a mean. It'll lead us into the right direction. Yeah. <laughs> what's a fish that you look at their face and you're like, this guy, he knows what's going on. I'm gonna follow him. What's the one that uh, De Niro played in the in the movie? I'm guessing it's a Nemo movie because that's the only yeah. fish movie, right? What's uh, I don't know the style of style of fish I don't, that's not that's how much i know about fish what style fish are you <laughs> and you still think the transportation companies involved yeah i think that's the whole like yeah that's a la la white conspiracy going on between uh transportation studio and i'm still not sure where will the who is going to be the final owner of toon land at this point do we know i i don't well, part, part of the plot so far is that they can't find the will to, to, uh, right, right, right. to figure that and out. So I feel that there is, maybe it feels like if I'm, there should be a third party also to make it. Otherwise the judge will have to become the third party and I'm not into it. I, <laughs> I, okay. The judge is, the judge is a, an, an ignorant fish. Mm, yeah ignorant that's what you're saying mm -hmm. yeah uh, yeah i'm still traumatized by how he melted the the tune the yeah. shoe 
Yeah, everyone is. That is yeah. me. That's why our entire generation's in a lot of therapy. <laughs> I'm going to have to do all the therapy that everyone else has done already. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry, Nish, you're behind. <laughs> yeah, you're doing your therapy now three minutes at a time. Uh, That's anyway. actually why better help was started. <laughs> Uh, any last thoughts or questions for Nish? No, just as always, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed with the level of thought that you put into these things. Cause I just think about things like Bob Hoskins fanfic. <laughs> you have like, you have cogent theories. <laughs> um, uh, thank you. I will come up with some, uh, some fan fiction of my own. <laughs> <laughs> as, as payment <laughs> for my compliments. <laughs> And uh, I'll make sure it appears on your radar without you having to look for it. <laughs> the audience can't hear me, but I'm winking. <laughs> <laughs> Just a couple couple minor things I wanted to hit. Uh, one is I do love this little bit of Roger knocking over the bottle with his eyes when he looks <laughs> through the holes. I, I think so. And that feels like to me like from childhood that feels like a core memory of this yeah of this movie is like the in my i will admit i'm pretty sure as a kid i remember it being a ketchup bottle but i probably just didn't <laughs> yeah. know what else was at yeah. bottles at tables next to walls yeah like what kind of bottle could it have been besides a ketchup bottle when you're a kid yeah so uh shout out shout out to that bottle uh, also, Roger, when Eddie takes him out, he mentions like, ooh, he could have killed me, uh, which I guess he's just using it as an expression, right? Yeah. Uh, dip is for sure the only way, not suffocation in a coat. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of wild that like, and I, I, like he goes back to Roger just has to do whatever's funniest. It's like, Roger, just hold still. Like, this is obviously not going to cause you a problem, but yeah. like, it's funnier if he is trying to get out of the code. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely, it definitely is. Like, uh, and uh, I guess both Roger and, and Eddie can only do it because it's funny. So any, any last things before we go? I'm all good. This movie's great, guys. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'll second that. I went into this whole movies by minutes, Roger Rabbit thing. I committed to this entire movie one minute at a time. I I think I'm starting to like it. Yeah, coming around. Annie, do you want to do a podcast where we uh, talk about this? Oh, perfect. That's the perfect response for it. All right. Well, that is it for today. Uh, Andrew and Kestra, thank you so much for joining us again. Thank you for having us. We had a blast. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, Disney Animation Minute Essentials for a podcast and also at Disney for most social media. Highly recommended. Uh, if you are a fan of this podcast and you like animation, I really, really recommend it. Lots of great insights in it. Uh, so we are, uh, just like just like Dame, we are a dueling genre podcast. You can find all of their podcasts by going to duelinggenre.com and click on the link to support. Um, and thank you for listening. We will see you on Monday for Minute 46 of Who 
analyze Roger Rabbit.